The Devils finally snap their six-game winless streak. And the Florida Panthers, they certainly don't forgive and they don't forget when it comes to Nico Keisher and the situation that happened on Saturday. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. Elias scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup! Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked on Devils podcast here on the Locked on Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So for the first time since December 6th, the New Jersey Devils are finally back in the win column. They snapped their six-game winless streak by beating the Florida Panthers by a score of 4-2. to Now, I said in the previous episode that going into this matchup, this was a must-win game for the Devils because their next few opponents aren't going to make it easy on them. So they got to play the Boston Bruins twice. Then they got to play the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then on New Year's Day, they got to play against the Carolina Hurricanes. So you don't want to go into those matchups on a losing streak. And I talked about in the previous episode saying that this uh, losing streak, like many other teams that have been on losing streaks, it seems as though it was getting into the devil's head a little bit. And I said, it'll just take one win for them to snap back to reality. And I hope this is a game that turns it around in the month of December for the Devils. Now, you would think that would be the main talking point of today's episode. Nope. The main talking point is going to be the scuffle between Matthew Kachuk and also Nico Heischer before the final horn of tonight's matchup. Because after Tomas Tatar got his empty netter goal, boy, Matthew Kachuk, he was hunting down Nico Heischer, and he wanted to make a statement. Now, What led up to that? I'm sure a lot of you already know the story. So a few games ago, the New Jersey Devils were playing against the Florida Panthers at the Prudential Center. And on a faceoff, Nico Heischer unfortunately cross-checked the knee of Alexander Barkov. And as a result, Barkov got hurt. And we saw throughout the entirety of that game, the Florida Panthers, they were taking no exceptions towards Nico Heischer. They were poking at him with their sticks. They were scuffling against him. They were shoving him. They were... They were trying to double up on him. They weren't giving him inches of breathing room. They wanted to make a statement against Nico Heischer, and it led over into tonight's matchup because early on in period number one, I saw that the Florida Panthers, they were doing the same thing, which was they were playing very aggressively against Nico Heischer to the point where at uh, during a play, Nico Heischer actually lost his stick because there were two Florida Panthers players that were just charging in on him, and he, he just had nowhere to go, so... Uh, I, I, I even tweeted it out. I said, man, the Florida Panthers, they have not forgiven Nico Heischer after his check on Barkov. So that's what led up to it. And now I'm going to answer the question because this happened on Saturday and I don't record an episode on Saturday. So uh, the, the question is, is Nico Heischer a dirty player? Now, I think everyone knows what my answer is going to be. The answer is a resounding no, because Look, guys, I think Nico Heischer is one of the more respected leaders in the entire NHL because I don't I've never seen him be, quote unquote, a dirty player. I think he plays the game with in a very respectable manner and he is highly skilled. He is I've spoken to him in the locker room. He is very soft spoken. He's very polite. And I think Nico Heischer just unfortunately on that face off, 
it seems as though he just slipped up on his own skates and he went down a little bit. And unfortunately, his stick did get caught up with Barkov's knee. So as a result, he did inadvertently cross-check him. I don't think it was a cheap shot. I think it was just a matter of bad circumstances. And as a result, Barkov did get hurt. Now, my message for both respective teams, first for the Florida Panthers, in this matchup, look, I'm all for fighting because that's a part of the game of hockey. But you need to know when the appropriate time is to fight someone. So in this case for Matthew Kachuk, it was the complete wrong time to fight Nico Heischer. So you're fighting him when he has his back turned. The game is already over because, like I just said, this happened moments after Tomas Shatar got the empty netter to make it a 4-2 game. So you're going to take a cheap shot at Nico Heischer just to make a statement? That's not a good look. And I really hope the NHL intervenes in this case because that is unacceptable. So like I said, I'm not against fighting in the NHL, but you need to pick when the appropriate time is to fight and make it a little less obvious. So, and, and we saw during the scuffle, Nico Kiescher, unfortunately, he wanted no part in it because Nico Kiescher is not a fighter because he's not used to being in those situations just because Nico Kiescher, like I just said, is not a dirty player. I even listened to the people at Sportsnet give their opinions and they agree with me saying that Nico Kiescher, unfortunately, just slipped up. And as a result, he inadvertently cross-checked Barkov's knee. And I'm sorry that Barkov got hurt. Now, if the roles were reversed, I would have wanted the New Jersey Devils to do the exact same thing, which is make a statement because that is your captain. And losing your captain is a big blow for any team because regardless of what they do statistic-wise, they are big leaders in the locker room. And they are very needed on any roster. That's why they're elected team captain. So I would have wanted the New Jersey Devils to do the same thing. But at the same time, I feel as though the Florida Panthers already made their point in the previous matchup on Saturday. Okay, like I just said, you were, you were chirping at Nico Heischer. You were poking at him. You were shoving him. You were just trying to get a point across. And at one point, it did lead into a shoving match between a lot of uh, players on both sides. Okay, I get that. But let it go. It happened. And I don't know if they do like a film review in the locker room, wherever the case might be. You should obviously see that Nico Heischer meant no harm. Now, I'm sure any Florida Panthers uh, personality, podcaster, news reporter, fan, whatever the case might be, might have a different perspective than me. But I'm just speaking on behalf of myself. I, Based on uh, covering this team for the last couple of years, I have never heard uh, the term Nico Heischer and dirty player in the same sentence. <laughs> because Nico Heischer, in my eyes, like I just said, is not a dirty player. It was just a matter of bad circumstance. So for the Florida Panthers, you made your point. Move on. And why are you trying to fight Nico Keisha when the game is over and the final buzzer is about to sound? That's not a good look on Matthew Kachuk, like I just said. So, yes, I called out Matthew Kachuk on Twitter because, unfortunately, that is a chicken you-know-what move. So that's unacceptable on Matthew Kachuk's end. And poor Nico Keisha, he had his back turned. So, like I said... That for Matthew Kachuk, be better than that. I'm all for fighting, but pick when to fight in the appropriate manner. And now for the New Jersey Devils, you obviously see that your captain has a huge target on his back. Can we please get someone who wants to fight? Get Nikita Ohotuk up here for one game because the next time the New Jersey Devils play the Florida Panthers will be on March 18th. I don't care if you keep Nikita Ohotuk in the AHL for the rest of the season, but for that one game, please bring him up so that way he can teach Matthew Kachuk a lesson. This is your team captain. This is your leader. You see that the Florida Panthers are gunning for him. 
So what happens if your captain gets hurt? Because we've been talking about how big of an impact Nathan Bashan has had on this team. He's out for a significant period of time. And the New Jersey Devils, like I just said, coming into this matchup, we're on a six-game winless streak. So I'm not saying that we need to get a, like, a full-fledged enforcer, but it's something I talked about in a previous episode. Because remember, here's an example of a dirty play. Remember when Nico Keisher was cross-checked from behind by Austin Watson when we were playing the Ottawa Senators? That was a dirty move because it happened in the open ice. Nico Keisher had his back turned, and he wasn't even involved in the play. So that was unnecessary on Watson's end. And I said, find an enforcer. Get someone who is willing to fight to teach Watson a lesson. Get someone who's willing to fight Matthew Kachuk the next time you play the Florida Panthers in March to make a statement. So please bring up Nikita Hotuk for that one game. If you do so, I don't care if you keep him in the AHL for the rest of the uh, season. Okay, you need to get some passion right there because this is your team captain. And if Nico Heischer goes down with an injury, unfortunately, due to the entire Florida Panthers team going at him, because it's not just one player, it's an entire team. So he could get hurt. And we know that Nico Heischer has a previous history of getting hurt. And if he goes down, we're really screwed. We're talking about Nathan Bashan being out for a significant amount of time and basically us just finding to fill that void left and right. If Nico Heischer goes down, then we can pretty much kiss our playoff hopes goodbye. So maybe I'm overstepping it a little bit, but it doesn't change my stance, which is the New Jersey Devils, please get an enforcer to teach a lesson to some of these guys who are going to do your players really dirty because it's not just Nico Heischer. What if someone goes after Jesper Bratt or Jack Hughes? Those are vital components to your team. You need to have just some passion. So uh, I've interviewed Curtis Gabriel, Cam Jensen, and regardless of what you think of them, they were enforcers when they played for the Devils. They weren't the most skilled players on the roster, but they sure as hell were not afraid to drop the gloves and begin a fight. Doesn't mean they won every single fight, but at the, but at the same time, they weren't afraid to just get after it. So please get an enforcer somehow, some way. You already got one in the AHL and Nikita Holtuk, maybe even Mason Gearson. I don't think anyone will mind if we bring up Mason Gearson for one game just to fight Matthew Kachuk in March. Look, I don't wish any malintent on anyone, but at the same time, there's just a sport of hockey. There's a sport we play, and you see that your captain is being targeted. So have some passion and just try to defend him. So in regards to the Florida Panthers, please get over it. Matthew Kachuk, that's not a good look. Nico Heischer was not in the wrong. He's not a dirty player, and it was a mistake, and I'm sorry it costed you your captain. But at the same time, look, I get it, and I understand it from an outside perspective, but please just move on and get over it. And now for the New Jersey Devils, have some passion and start a fight. Like, I think it's going to be Michael McLeod, but can we get someone a little bigger and a little more aggressive in that regard? So that's my opinion in regards to the fight between Matthew Kachuk and Nico Heischer that – uh, just dated back to the Alexander Barkov situation on the faceoff. So once again, I'm glad that the Devils came away with the win, but man, I was a little ticked off when the game ended because of Matthew Kachuk. Now, before I give my overall thoughts on the game, I want you guys to make some extra cash this holiday season in case you forgot to do your Christmas shopping. So I'm going to get you hip to betonline.net. So betonline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. 
We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest, easy way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. So when looking at this game for the Devils, it was a much-needed win. In fact, it was a must-win for them, like I said early on in the episode. And they didn't make it easy on themselves, but they were able to come away with the victory. And like I said, I think this victory will snap them back into shape because as the game progressed, I saw the New Jersey Devils get a lot better. So despite them being down in the shots on goal category at the end of period number one, I felt as though the Devils had the momentum going in their uh, direction. Now, the one of the other big storylines in this game was Ryan Graves and his injury situation. So Early on in period number one, Ryan Graves unfortunately went crashing into the boards and he had to leave the game uh, before it it really even started. And no, I don't have an update on Ryan Graves. I'm hoping for the best. But the fact that we're not really hearing anything right now, I'm a little concerned because I think it might be because Lindy Ruff did reveal that he's going to get checked on uh, by doctors when the Devils return back to uh, Newark, New Jersey. So We'll see what happens, but I'm hoping for the best, but prepare for the worst because we know how the Devils are with their injury situations, and we do need Ryan Graves. We need all hands on deck. We can't afford any more injuries. So for right now, Ryan Graves is out. I don't know for how long, but when he crashed into the boards, it did look a little serious, and uh, the fact that he had to be helped uh, to the locker room, usually never a good sign. So we'll see what happens in that regards, but the New Jersey Devils, they were able to bounce back. So the Devils gave up the first goal of the game to uh, Eric Stahl. I don't know what is it with the New Jersey Devils and Stahl these last couple of days because uh, they also gave up a goal to uh, Eric's brother against the Carolina Hurricanes. But nonetheless, uh, the Devils go down one to nothing. But here's what I saw from the Devils. I saw fight back. I saw passion. And it's something that I've been talking about the last couple episodes, which is where's the New Jersey Devils' passion? Where's their aggression? Where's the Devils' team early on in the year that was winning 13 straight games and they just had a fire underneath them? So who was that spark plug? It was Eric Halla because he got into it with Anton Lundell. So after that fight, the New Jersey Devils were able to score thanks to Jesper Bratt on the power play. So one of the things I talked about in the previous episode was that the New Jersey Devils, they need to get their power play together in order for them to uh, just find more success. So I love that from Eric Holler because I was like, that could be a momentum booster for the Devils because like I said in the previous episode, when they go down one to nothing, it seems as though the New Jersey Devils, they just somehow, some way they lose their energy, but they're able to pick it up as the game progresses. Now, Eric Holler took matters into his own hands to be that spark plug for the Devils. So you don't just have to score. You don't just have to do other things to get your team going. A good fight can definitely get your teammates going in that regard. And Eric Halla bringing down Lundell on that fight, that was amazing. And like I said, it resulted in Jesper Bratt getting a goal. And it was a great pass from Jack Hughes. And Dougie Hamilton, shout out to him. He got the secondary assist on Bratt's first goal of the game. And I just said, look, I think this is Jesper Bratt breaking out of his cold streak. Because in the previous game, Jesper Bratt was able to get an assist on Jack Hughes' goal. So I was like, okay, maybe this could be uh, Bratt's time to just break out of his cold slump, and just try to get back to what he is good at because this was Jesper Bratt's first multi-goal game since October 25th against the Detroit Red Wings. I know, that is shocking to to think about that because Jesper Bratt, like I said, he's one of our best players, but 
Last time he had a multi-goal game was late in October, and we're uh, late in December right now. So Jesper Bratt of the year, he has 12 goals, 21 assists for a grand total of 33 points. So he's, he's still a point-per-game player, but uh, hopefully this game gets him going even more because we need Jesper Bratt to step up his game during these next couple battles against the Boston Bruins because we're going to need, like I said, all hands on deck. So uh, I want to give a shout-out to Mackenzie Blackwood. Now, I have been hard on Mackenzie Blackwood the last couple episodes, and for good reason, because Akira Schmidt stepped up his game, Vitek Vancek stepped up his game, but the one thing I've been talking about for Mackenzie Blackwood is that these past couple years, it seems like Mackenzie Blackwood either meets expectations or he performs under them. Now, I'm sure a lot of you will be saying, like, Trey, what's wrong with meeting expectations? Well, nothing's wrong with meeting expectations, but you want to improve. You want to exceed expectations. So, like, Jack Hughes is exceeding expectations. Jesper Bratt earlier this year was exceeding expectations. Nico Keisher, same thing. So uh, when, when you have expectations on someone, you want them to exceed it. So uh, for Mackenzie Blackwood, my main thing was, can he exceed expectations similar to what Vanacek and Schmidt have been doing all season long? And Mackenzie Blackwood, he was honestly my MVP of the game because he kept the New Jersey Devils in it. So in the previous episode, I talked about sometimes you got to make clutch saves. Sometimes you got to make the hard plays in order to keep your team in the game. And that's exactly what Mackenzie Blackwood did because he was robbing the Florida Panthers at point blank range. There were a couple of times where I felt as though the Florida Panthers fooled them, but he was able to make a last second adjustment multiple times and either kick the puck away, get into his trapper, whatever the case might be. Mackenzie Blackwood was phenomenal. He was lights out this game. And that's what I want to see from Mackenzie Blackwood. So I don't take back what I said, but at the same time, he's on the right track because Hopefully he can maintain this because I want Mackenzie Blackwood to exceed expectations. And if he's able to do so, then I want him on this roster. But the, like I said, guys, if Mackenzie Blackwood performs under expectations, then he's got to worry about Akira Schmidt right behind him in Utica, who also performed well when he was given an NHL chance. But digressing a little bit, I want this to be the main focus of today's episode, which is Mackenzie Blackwood was phenomenal. And that's what I want to see out of him. So, yes, he let a couple goals go by, but at the same time, I, I'm running out of adjectives to describe him. He was great this game for the Devils, and that's what I want to see moving forward from Blackwood. Okay, so like we do with every post-game recap, I'm going to compare the final stats, and then I'm going to give the Devils a letter grade. So, shots on goal differential, 36-33 to 33 in favor of the Florida Panthers. Face-off percentage, 51% to 49% in favor of the Panthers. Power play, Devils were one for three. Panthers were one for one. Hits, 18 to 16 in favor of the Panthers. Blocks, 27 to 11 in favor of the Devils. Giveaways, 9 to 7 in favor of the Devils. So if I had to rate this game for the New Jersey Devils, I am going to give them uh, a B, a solid B, because it wasn't their best game, but it was far from their worst because I saw fight back. I saw players being spark plugs. Like I just said with the Eric Holla example, I saw the devils go down not once, but twice, but they were able to fight back. And thanks to uh, Yegor Sharon Govich, they were able to take the lead because off the stick of Siegenthaler, Sharon Govich was able to redirect the puck on in and find the back of the net. So that was exciting to see that put the devils out ahead. Now the devils did give me a brief scare when the uh, Panthers got the extra attacker on to try to tie this game 
late in the game because the Panthers were attacking Mackenzie Blackwood, and there were a couple instances in which I thought, oh, no, the Panthers are going to score. The Panthers are going to score. But then the Devils finally were able to maneuver the puck into their offensive end, and Thomas Tatar was able to get the diving empty netter goal, and that was cool to see. And then, obviously, we saw the scuffle between Kachuk and Heischer. Like I said, I want to see the Devils go after Matthew Kachuk the next time they play one another in March. So the Florida Panthers, don't forget, the Devils shouldn't forget either. So this was an exciting game. It was nerve-wracking at times because, like I said, Devils go down twice, and uh, during the empty netter chance by the Florida Panthers, they were threatening a little bit, and they threatened many times when Mackenzie Blackwood was able to stand tall. Jesper Bratt, multi-goal game. And this was just exciting to see. And I'm just hoping the best for Ryan Graves. And Dougie Hamilton also did get a little shaken up in this game, but luckily he was able to continue. So this was a great game on TNT. So I was thoroughly entertained, but let's hope this momentum could carry over to the Boston Bruins game, because I am hoping that the Devils are able to at least split the series because I don't want them to go on another losing streak like that. So let's hope this snaps the Devils out of their just mentality of, oh, we're losing, we're losing, this is frustrating. Let's hope for a different change of pace. I will be at the Prudential Center covering the game this Friday night. So if you see me there, don't be afraid to say hi. I'll mention it in tomorrow's episode. But as for today's episode, that's all time I have for you. So uh, let me know what you guys thought about the Kachuk and Heischer situation. What are your uh, opinions on the matter? Do you think Nico Heischer was dirty during his face-off with Barkov? Do you think... Uh, the Florida Panthers were justified. Do you want to see the Devils get an enforcer? Here's to hear your guys' thoughts. And also, let me know what you thought about the game in general. So, as for today's episode, that's what time I have for you once again. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.